she's an Emmy-winning journalist. From the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, a little bit later, we are also going to be talking about President Trump. Now that we know that Maine has kicked him off the ballot as well as Colorado, and it was just the Maine Secretary of State. How is that justice in America? To me, that really does open a Pandora's box. Uh, if a Democratic Secretary of State can say, oh, well, Trump did insurrection on January 6th, and I'm going to kick him off the ballot in the state. What if it's a GOP Secretary of State who says, well, I'm going to maybe kick Biden off the ballot uh, for an insurrection created by all these migrants crossing the border? Or allowing some of these other protests that took place, like BLM and elsewhere. I mean, there's a lot of things you can kind of say, wait a minute, and the protests we're talking about in the streets right now. Think about that. They're going unchallenged by the president. Where's the president condemning them? And he has not. So you could say that that's maybe a threat, uh, an insurrection, if you will, trying to, I would say someone shouting death to America is a pretty big threat to the homeland. So there's a lot of problems here with that decision. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about the border uh, because, of course, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, is now saying that he wants 32 hours notice before any migrant buses are allowed to come to New York. He's not saying he's not going to take them. He just wants to do it in a more orderly fashion. So, I mean, this is ridiculous. He wants to control them coming in, saying if they come in without his blessing, that essentially they will be impounded or not allowed to come. And he is also blaming Eric. He's blaming Abbott. He's blaming Texas Governor Abbott. I mean, what about all of the buses and flights and everything else that has come to New York and elsewhere, courtesy of Joe Biden. And they're all coming across a wide open border with Joe Biden. Yes, he is saying to President Biden, I want more money. But he should be saying, we're going to turn the buses around and reroute them maybe to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue or reroute them to Kamala Harris's house. So there are so many issues. It also comes at a time as we're dealing with all of these protests that we've been talking about that are taking place on the streets of America. This comes as there have been so many problems with crime. And this issue has really spotlighted it. The one that took place on Christmas Day morning with this crazed man who had psychiatric problems up the wazoo, Stephen Hutcherson, 36 years old. And he had 17 priors. He never should have gotten out. That Bronx judge decided to let him out despite prosecutors pleading and saying, please put this guy in a required psychiatric facility where he will be helped, you know, 24 hours a day and not allowed out. Uh, He needed more than that, I think. But that was at least a good start. But the judge decided, no, 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 we're going to let him out on conditional release And what happens two weeks later, this guy shows up at the concourse there in Grand Central Terminal, and he slashes two teen tourists, one of them very severely. 
I mean, these two tourists are coming in from Paraguay, visiting New York, tourists enjoying sights and sounds of New York. And suddenly this madman comes over and stabs him and then starts shouting that he wants to kill all white people. This just scary, frightening rhetoric. Clearly a mentally disturbed man, but clearly a violent man. If you look at his history, the fact this judge ever let him out is shocking. And also, this guy, as soon as that happens, then he gets taken to Rikers. And then on Thursday morning, yesterday, he stabs a fellow inmate at Rikers with a 1.5-inch ceramic blade in an unprovoked attack. Um, first of all, how did he get that blade? That's a big question. And why is there no solitary confinement anymore? Because remember, city council in New York said it's not nice to do to people. Uh, it would have been really nice to have this guy in solitary confinement to protect himself, protect other inmates, and also protect the great and courageous law enforcement officers that are working in the Department of Corrections. So to me, there are so many problems here. And now we're also learning that the guy went on some wild kind of crazy rant soon before all of this as well. And police had encountered this guy a number of times. Apparently, police showed up uh, on November 27th, so, you know, a little over a month ago, as the landlord was trying to evict this guy, this career criminal, for not paying his rent. And then the guy apparently threatened that he would jump off the roof, and then he started screaming sort of racist, horrible things at that time, too. And when police came, he was screaming at them as well. Apparently, they have seen him a number of times unhinged. And some of it was caught on video. Take a listen to this one. And there he was shouting and screaming at his landlord and also police. Again, they encountered him many times. Why was this guy out on the streets? It is a classic case of the revolving door of justice in New York and the injustice to so many people living in this city. It is a tragic example of the revolving door that we hear about over and over and over again, which is why when you see violent despicable, hateful behavior, some people are just too crazy and too dangerous that they have to be locked up. What are your thoughts about this? What are your thoughts about protests that are taking place, especially as we're preparing for what might be a very boisterous New Year's Eve? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to uh, Don, line three. Uh, Don, your thoughts about all this? Hey, we had uh, happy holidays, New Year, et cetera. Thank you. You too. Thank you. And let's pray it's a yeah. peaceful one. Yeah. yeah and look, you know, I just have to compliment you. I mean, look, I, you're you're a bit of a rock star, and you just keep getting better and better at this, and at least in my perspective. Thank over you. Time, so. Thank you. So there, you know, uh, my compliments to the chef. So, I, you know, Thank you. to distill to distill this down, I mean, look, um, this uh, all, all this chaos with this protesting and every other chaotic 
you know, out of control platform is, is basically, you know, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And, and it just, uh, you know, this gives the appearance, you know, uh, of being in line with and embracing and acquiescing, you know, like to, to the chaos and, and anarchy of, of this kind of democratic Marxist agenda. You, you know, know, you know, Don, you bring up a sort of acquiescing to the chaos. That's a great phrase because that seems to be what's sort of happening is people are just sort of, you know, not happy with it, obviously, including law enforcement for sure and good citizens. But they're sort of allowing it because, oh, what can I do? You know, uh, they don't want to do this. They don't want to arrest this. Just kind of duck. Um, and that's not a good way to live. And that's not a fair way to live either. Um, and it's actually quite fixable if you have uh, great leadership and clear leadership of what needs to be done and what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable. Um, so we have to figure out a way to turn this around uh, because it can't get much worse, sadly. Uh, Don, thank you very much, and thank you for your sweet compliment, too. I really appreciate it. Let's go to Cindy, line four. Your thoughts, Cindy. Hey, Cindy. Call us back, Cindy. Let's go to Stan, actually, line five. Stan, your thoughts. I think she started New Year's Eve a little early. There, yeah, I know. think she is. <laughs> By the way, I th- whatever it is, Stan, it looks like strong stuff, right? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, let me say this right up front. Please have a wonderful 2024. Please. Thank you. And you, too, and healthy I'm and a happy one, too. I'm forgetting 2023. You know, my see what happened to me. I, I'm kissing that one goodbye right in the face. Goodbye. Yes, yes. Well, thank goodness you are doing yes, better, Stan, and we love and, and we love and appreciate you, 2024 Stan. 2024 is more for me. Yes, I'll stick with it. We'll try that. Yep. Let's get to it. Let's All get right. to it. Yep, go anyway, ahead, my friend. Right. Uh I got to be honest with you, Rita. Where the hell are the police? You bet. I don't want to hear any excuses anymore with these people. I know you do your nightly thing. It's getting obnoxious because they're not doing anything. You mentioned it yourself. They're standing around. They're not. They're not. Somebody said they're handcuffed. Well, like I can BS. They're not handcuffed. They can do something when these marches come. Look, they have a right to march. I, we've said that and so forth. But I don't want to hear from the police uh, that they can't do it. What is this crap? They oh, been wait a minute. Stan, hold on a second. You yeah. understand that, like, here's a great example. Um, those folks that were blocking the roadways on JFK, that is technically, it was Port Authority property. Right. They were able to do it because they don't have to report to the New York City politicos. Okay. Uh, they have their own sort of leadership, and that's why those people were suddenly arrested and removed. Good. Um, I agree with you. Yeah, you know, you and I are on the same page no, on this. No, no, but you know, but it, but but in other but cases, they do have to listen to what the guidance is, and they are clearly getting guidance that that who? do not do this from who by New York City leadership, probably well, all the way from the, the mayor, mayor's the office. I don't know he's coming or going. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure. Listen, listen. If you look, even even the president of the United States has no, not I condemned it. No, but I'm just, it, it is leadership, Stan. There's, no, well, there is a clear message. Obviously, in New York, it's New York City leadership. The governor, I, look, I'm not thrilled with Hochul, Mochul at all. I can't stand her. But it's the governor. It's the mayor. If you're not going to use the police, please bring in the National Guard. She will not say that. She doesn't have the guts. She has no guts either. Bring in the National Guard. They have rights to what? If they don't have the permit, if they riot, 
get them. If they do this, get them. If they're not you know, doing it peacefully, get them. And it's becoming ridiculous already. So I agree. Were- I agree. And Stan, by the way, I mean, what is your reaction that they were attempting to protest in front of the Holocaust Museum in D.C.? They did make it. In D.C.? I thought it was Manhattan. That, it was in D.C. It was in D.C. Oh, okay. Um, and that one, in that case. But there was in, at the other one in World Trade Center, obviously. That's New York. Can you imagine they were shouting Allah Akbar there I'm uh, last night? For, you're, no, you're right. I'm waiting for them to go in front of the Lincoln Memorial. That will start a riot in this country or uh, someplace else like that. But you're right. It's disgusting. I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, but there is no reaction by the municipalities. Yes, you're right. You're right. And I it mean, needs to change. Or Republican. It but, doesn't make a difference. But to you me. know what it is, Stan? It's like bad behavior. Like if a little kid is it's doing more something. Than that, Rita. Don't no, you think it's I, more than that? Oh, I think it is. I think I think in many ways it, it borders on criminal and it and it's threatening yeah. and it's enticing. And and the reason I brought up you probably heard the story that I was talking about, this guy from New Jersey right. who got inspired. You know, there there are people who are off kiltered that listen to that rhetoric and they say, Oh, that sounds like a good idea. You know, I mean, that's why it is so dangerous uh, at this time where there are a lot of unstable people. And if they're punching a cop and they're destroying property or they're protesting without a permit, even a basic thing, they could throw the book uh, you know at them. I'm worried. You know, it's going to be on TV. Let's be honest. Eleven thirty. We will watch Times Square, which every camera in the world will be on it. That's what's frightening me. There will be cops all over this place. But my thinking is they will gather two, three, four thousand people and try to ram it or, or, or go into it. I hope that and we'll see this. I hope it's clean. I hope it's quiet and I hope it's a happy new year. But watch Times Square uh, uh, Sunday night. I, I'm worried about that. Yeah, I am, too. I am, too. And, you know, the other thing that happened and listen, I of course, I pray it's going to be the good news is it seems like obviously in this case, uh, police and the mayor are talking about it, so at least they have the heads up and, and understand. It's it's obvious that that would be a target. You know what I was scared about, Stan? The other day there was a uh, it was a blind kids charity in Australia of all things, but it was televised to you know millions of people in Australia. It was a live event, and these protesters got on the stage there and were trying to you know shout uh, you know uh, genocide and and shout all these vile things on the stage at a charity event for blind kids, and it was all on national TV in Australia. So I wonder if it's the same tactic that, like you said, they want to get on the stage and make some statement because, like you said, the whole world watches that moment. Everybody watches, you know, New Year's ringing in over here and over here, and then it comes to Times Square and the ball drops. Um, but I pray that it is safe and sound, hopefully at least the fact that they're aware uh, of the high potential of them trying to come in, uh, hopefully that will be enough to stop it. Let's pray. But but I, Stan, I, I don't blame the police. We need to make sure that they can do their job. And they need to get the message from authorities uh, that right away, uh, you can do whatever you want. you got to lock these people up, do whatever you can to stop it. Uh, people have a right to drive down the street. People have a right to get into a store at Christmas. People have a right uh, to enjoy New Year's Eve. Uh, people shouldn't be blocked from going into the World Trade Center to hear protesters shouting Allah Akbar. Uh, there's a lot of things here that I hope uh, that at some point uh, one of our leaders has the guts to say, give you unfettered access to do your job. Uh, and that needs to happen soon. It should have happened on day one. Uh, but let's hope they do it you know, sooner than later because 
It can't get much worse with these protesters. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up, we have our favorite support, our hero segment, where we honor the great men and women in the military and also their families. We'll also be talking about Maine kicking Trump off the ballot and... The border meeting. I love this. They go down to meet in Mexico, and what do they come back with? Nada, nada, nada. It looks like the White House is still in their la-la land saying that the border is secure. Your thoughts, everybody, about all this and also the revolving door of justice. Let's go to Rocco, line three. Rocco. Good evening, Rita, a Polish princess. Thank I you. am just this disgusted with the way things are going. We got to take our country back. This is baloney. Hamas sympathizes on the street, ruling the streets lawlessly. They're not arrested. Come on. When did that start to happen? And then even up here in lovely Saratoga Springs, we're having these hoodlums smash a boutique, stealing over $100,000 worth of valuable purses and pocketbooks from a small business owner. Wow. Rocco, I heard what you said. I'm sorry we have a hard break, but you are right. It's this revolving door and this lack of respect. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Hero segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great military and their families. A really powerful story coming from Chisholm, Minnesota, where a veteran was honored for his acts of bravery from five decades ago. While being handed the Distinguished Flying Cross, Specialist 4 Bill Hanigman was only thinking about one thing, his brothers in arms saying, even though it's an individual award for me, it belongs to my whole troop. During the ceremony, Hennigman was reminded of one person in particular, Pilot Lieutenant Richard Waite, as it was 53 years ago when Hennigman saved Waite's life while on a dangerous mission in Vietnam. Hennigman said our mission was to scout, we'd go low level, and we would try to find enemy positions and activities. They were working to complete their mission in a two-person helicopter when they were coming under very heavy enemy fire. Hennigman says, I just heard this huge explosion. It was to my right, and I could hear and see shrapnel just hitting the front of the helicopter coming through the windshield. Pilot Waite was hit and was rendered unconscious. So Hennigman hung his machine gun and took off with the helicopter. Now get this, despite having no formal flight training, Hanningman was able to land the aircraft 
which didn't even have a working engine, and he brought his wounded friend to safety. What an incredible story. A heroic act that is now being celebrated decades later. Minnesota Representative Pete Stauber said of Hennigman, he deserves this incredible award. I will tell you, there are heroes among us, and Bill is one of them, and we are so proud to have him here. The veteran said at the ceremony this week with tears in his eyes, he said if he could go back and save his friend all over again, he would. That bond lasts forever, and it's only broken by death itself. The two remained friends for many, many years, and that pilot, Wait, passed away just a few weeks ago, but knew that Hattingman was receiving the Distinguished Flying Cross this week. So what a beautiful, powerful story. And talk about the guts and heroism of that man to take over the chopper, land it with no formal training, and be able to save his buddy's life. What a beautiful story and so indicative of, indeed, the great men and women in our military, past and present. And that's why I always love doing support our heroes on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we are talking about now President Trump and this big decision that came from the state of Maine. Maine joins Colorado to become now the second state to kick Trump off the ballot. And listen to Maine's Secretary of State because she is a Biden elector. She has all these pictures of her hugging Biden. She's clearly a huge Biden supporter. She's a Democrat And she unilaterally decided, well, he did an insurrection, even though he wasn't charged or convicted of it, but it fits her criteria. So she is now kicking him off the state's ballot. Listen to her explaining herself. This decision is based on Maine law and the facts that were presented to me in the Section 336 challenge. It was really important to me uh, to look at the evidence presented in the public hearing and the law and the facts presented in the context of Maine law, sections 336, 337, and 443. Uh, It's a very detailed decision. Uh, We lay out uh, why under Maine law, the Secretary of State has the authority, indeed the obligation. I'm duty-bound to make this determination. Uh, We also, I rather, um, laid out that the record demonstrates that, in fact, the events of January 6, 2021, which were unprecedented and tragic, Uh, were an insurrection uh, in the meaning of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And finally, uh, in reviewing the facts presented, the evidence, uh, the law, the history, um, we determined uh, under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment that Mr. Trump engaged in insurrection and therefore was disqualified. Even though the special counsel, Jack Smith, never charged Trump with insurrection, Never has he been convicted, Donald Trump, of insurrection. So that's why even GOP challengers of the president. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy is certainly also an acolyte of Donald Trump. He's been praising him left and right. I think he's angling for some position in the administration. Uh, But he came out and said this is reprehensible. Listen to what Vivek, who is still a GOP presidential candidate, had to say. This is not an action of one person. This is the action of an entire system that has an anaphylactic reaction to one man. And I think they're dropping the breadcrumbs. They're making it clearer by the day. I'm concerned that they will not allow this man to get anywhere near the start line of the election, let alone the finish line. And I say this as somebody who's running in the same race as Donald Trump. This is not how we should want to win. 
And even some Democrats, there's a Democratic congressman who's come out and said he doesn't agree with this decision. Even Adam Kinzinger, remember him? He was on the January 6th committee. He said he didn't like the idea of somebody being taken off the ballot. Let it happen in the courts, he said, or let it happen also in the processes at the voting booth. Don't let it happen. So that's interesting to see people like that saying it. And also Chris Christie, who certainly doesn't have a love affair with President Trump, well, this is what he had to say. Makes him a martyr. You know, he, he's very good at playing poor me, poor me. He's always complaining. The poor billionaire from New York who's spending everybody else's money to pay his legal fees. Poor me. But when stuff like this happens, um, you know, this should be decided by the voters of the United States. It should not be decided by courts. And media critic Joe Concha said... It is clear what the mission of this decision and the Colorado and maybe others coming, what the decision is about. The bottom line is that Democrats are desperate because this is how badly Joe Biden is polling as we enter 2024. Not only is he trailing Donald Trump in every swing state, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, but the president is underwater in terms of more people disapproving of the job he's doing than approving of the job he's doing in states including I hope you're sitting down for this. California, <laughs> Illinois, New York, and New Jersey. That's according to Real Clear Politics. So to the average observer, Anita, these moves in Maine and Colorado, they reek of desperation because it is desperation based on the writing on the wall that we're seeing regarding the Democratic nominee, or at least likely Democratic nominee. And in some of the new polls that are coming out, President Biden is doing really poorly. The two worst areas are inflation, which we all feel when you go to the grocery store or anybody trying to buy a home out there. Uh, the mortgage rates are still crazy, and buying a new home is just still so unaffordable, especially for first-time buyers. But also, in addition to that, he is doing really poorly, President Biden, on immigration and the border. No surprise. Today, we found out that the largest number ever in American history in a single month of illegal migrants crossed our southern border in the month of December, 276,000. And the month isn't over yet. There's still more time for more of them to come through. So this is a mess. And they have a big meeting in Mexico. And what comes out of it? Blinken goes down there. And also Alejandro Mayorkas goes down there. And what comes out of it? Nothing. The only thing we hear is the president of Mexico comes out, and I couldn't believe he said this. He's like, well, they're going to talk about maybe opening some other areas. Uh, great, right? Make it more open, right? And then he also said, and I was really surprised that the issue of fentanyl barely came up. It's like he's thumbing his nose at us, and why should he change anything? He has people that are so soft on the other side of the bargaining table, they're not giving him any incentive or any pressure to change. So why would Mexico when you have somebody like that on that side and then you've got Biden on the other side and you see what it is doing to major cities like New York and so many across this country? So President Trump just came out with an ad in the middle of all these legal things, and he is squarely going after President Biden on the border. And I think this is actually a very powerful ad because part of the reason we're so worried, of course, of what's going on in the border is that so many different nationalities and coming from these countries where we know people wish to do us harm, uh, they're coming through at record paces. There's been these numbers of Iranians coming in recently. There was a recent story 
of something that happened where federal authorities removed an Iranian national with ties to terrorism. He tried to enter the U.S. twice. He did that through the northern border. Uh, He was removed uh, and then first came from Canada, where he's a permanent resident. He was wanted on assault charges there. Luckily, they shipped him out. But it just shows what is this person with ties to terrorism from Iran trying to cross our border? Thank goodness I stopped him. But there's a lot of these people out there, these so-called gotaways that we have no clue about that are crossing our border every single day, coming to cities every single day. And this is downright dangerous in this climate. And that's why this ad, I thought, was very effective because it ties that It ties these pro-Hamas protesters, ties a lot of these things in. And boy, is it a wake-up call by President Trump. While the world burns, Joe Biden has created a violent threat in our own backyard. Biden's open border has opened the floodgates to record numbers, including terrorists, fentanyl traffickers, and raises the possibility of a Hamas attack. President Trump had our border secured. And he'll do it again by building even more wall and stopping people from terrorist countries from ever entering. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. I think it is hitting home. If you look at some of the new numbers, Biden gets a 26% approval rating on his handling of the border. I want to know who are the 26% that think that Joe Biden's doing a good job. I'm not surprised about the 74. I'm shocked that there's actually 26% who say that he's doing a good job. And to me, that is a dereliction of duty. And if you're going to talk about creating an insurrection, how about opening the border and not having any sovereignty, not vetting people? Boy, uh, that could maybe be grounds for getting somebody off the ballot as opposed to what they're trying to do in Maine and Colorado. 1-800-848-9222. Two, two. Uh, let's go to Joaquin in Pennsylvania. Line three, your thoughts. Oh, Rita, I'm, I hope the crackling on this connection is going to end our call. Hey, I, I do want, and I apologize. I say this respectfully. I got to correct you on one thing. The one who said uh, some people did something. Yeah, you know what? Ilhan Omar. Yes. Yes. You know, it's so funny. I just realized that. It's so funny that you say that. And I, and I realized that, too. They, they all kind of Believe melt me. together, but you're correct. I know. I have no love left, no love lost for Ocasio-Cortez. You know, but anyway. No, you're, you're you know correct. What? You're correct. I realize that, too. It's interesting that we were both thinking alike, Joaquin. You know, and, and I'm going to say something else now, unfortunately. Every time Chris Christie comes up in the conversation, you just brought him up, I get angry. I get infuriated. During the COVID lockdown. Were you allowed to go to the beach? Well, sure he was. There's some nice images of him on that beach. Exactly. And, and I'm surprised that during this primary session that people aren't putting pictures out of this all over the place. Well, you, you know why I think, Joaquin, it's interesting you say that. And part of the reason, obviously, I was highlighting him in this case, he has been no friend to Donald Trump of late. They used to be friends, but he's not friends with them now. And his whole mission is like out to get Trump. And believe me, if he felt he could take a swipe at him, he would. And he's, in this case, supporting Trump, uh, at least supporting the fact uh, that he should not have been removed from the main ballot and the Colorado ballot. He thinks there's something wrong with that. So that's why it's ironic. 
Uh, but I think part of the reason people aren't showcasing uh, the beach or some other things is because uh, the reality is Chris Christie is not doing super well in the polls. The only place he's he's making a little dent, and it's in New Hampshire, but he is still so far behind at this point. I just was looking at some of the polls there in New Hampshire, and if you look at the numbers, uh, we had the guy who was in charge of the New Hampshire primary, the GOP chairman, talking earlier today on Katz and Cosby, and he was talking about sort of, you know, what he thinks. He said, look, there could be a surprise, but he wasn't talking about Christie. He brought up Nikki Haley, and there's a huge difference. So I think part of the reason people aren't going into all of these things is because they realize his only sort of role now is to just kind of beat up on Trump, and his sponsors are paying him to beat up on Trump. But I don't think anybody out there thinks at this point he has any chance to win. I think if he was in the number one spot, then they would be going after all those things. I think they just sort of see it as a distraction at this point, uh, you know, barring some major, major upset or some major surprise. Uh, but that's why I think, Joaquin. Uh, but your points are good ones, and, and I always appreciate it, Joaquin. You are terrific. Thank you very much. And let's go to Phil, line four. Phil, your thoughts. Rita, good evening. The whole the whole thing here is that um, the, all these uh, indictments of Trump are going to fall to the wayside. They have no basis in truth or fact. They're all speculative. Now, what happened is Jack Smith, when the head of the DOJ, they rubbed their little tuchuses together and they came up with an idea. Get a hold of a federal prosecutor and have them from some district here in the, in the east or the, or the south and have them call up all the administrative courts of various states that are Democrat and pass the word down, start a proceeding against Trump to preclude him from being on the ballot. Okay, there's only one problem with that. You cannot make a state determination. Even though the state has some authority in voting, federal voting, you cannot preclude a candidate unless they have been formally, by a federal court, indicted and charged and found guilty of insurrection. Trump is not guilty of anything. It was dismissed. It was concluded. It's settled. But, Phil, 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 I hear you, and that's what most people say, even a lot of Democrats and people who are not fans of Trump's. I hear you, but clearly this Maine Secretary of State took it upon herself to make her own decision, and it obviously is entangling, and it's also emboldening other states because there's still a whole bunch of other states out there, Oregon and some others that are also looking at it. Um, I think a lot of people looking at it would read it the way you do, which is why I think at the end of the day, this is going to go to the Supreme Court, no doubt. By the way, we have Frank here uh, from Maine, who's been patiently waiting. Frank, uh, your thoughts about what your state is doing and your secretary of state. Rita, Rita, always a pleasure to speak to you and Happy New Year. You know, Rita, um, <laughs> she, Sheena Barrows is, is a lackey. She's been a lackey ever since she got into that office. Um, she controls that state, all right? I, I, am, I am convinced that she even controls our governor, Janet Mills. Now, now you got to understand something about this woman. She sent out a letter to all, her, all the people in Maine, because I got one, my neighbor got one, uh, other people got, got these letters, stating her, her reasoning before this action came out why she wanted Trump off the ballot. And I should, I should fax this to you because it is, it is not an apologetic letter that she quote unquote said to the media. No, it is a straight out, I hate Trump. 
I don't like him. He's a he is a man who is a destructive force in our country, and he's got to go. That's basically what the letter says. This woman also also did something that really bothered me, and I did. I said it to Dominic the other night. Um, she instituted the main board of education to put in the pronouns of he, him, she, her, they, them, and it, it. They asked my 10-year-old son if he was an it. Now, I don't know. This woman's insane, and it came straight from her. She is a lackey. She wants to be Letitia James. She wants to have a, 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 a voice in the Biden administration, and um, – and she she's a joke. So you uh, think that this is all about uh, political motivation? And, and you know what, Frank? It sure seems like that uh, because she even said, "Yeah, um, some people will say blank, some will say this." Even her public statements were really pathetic. But I deemed it's this. In other words, wait a minute, a Secretary of State, and and how what what's going to happen? Say a GOP Secretary of State says, "Hey, I want to kick off Biden for uh, opening our wide open southern borders right now." with so many millions of illegal aliens that are unvetted. Uh, that could be considered an insurrection, a an attack to the homeland. You don't know what they're planning. Uh, you don't know this Iranian guy who just crossed. Uh, it could be a real ugly tit for tat. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the border, Trump, and so much more. Uh, Let's go to Mike real quick. Line three. Mike, your thoughts. Hey, Michael, you Uh, there? The purpose. Hi. Hello. Yep. Go ahead real quick, Mike. The purpose of the border crisis is to create confusion, conflict, and violence, thereby allowing the government to declare martial law so that in 2024 there will not be an election. Wow. Uh, Michael, you know what? Uh, I think there's plans for what they're doing. I think at one moment they're going to say, hey, gosh, everybody in here, they get amnesty. They get to vote. I do think there's some ulterior motive, and it's not good for America, and it's not good for American democracy. Everybody have a great New Year.